The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. of the panel discussion. I am your host, Porcupine Jones. Matt Johnson is not here today. I would like to introduce my other co-host here, who is here. He is a man who is trying to escape New York. A man who goes a little overboard with the puns. A man with so many head injuries that would actually kill a normal man. Therefore, I consider him to be death-proof. A real soldier. A always Mac ready, but never a snake. Yes, I am talking about the self-proclaimed Kurt Russell of podcasting, Will Smitty Smith. Smitty Smith. Smitty Smith. What's going on, babe? Oh, I can't think of a more positive person to be compared to. I love me some Kurt Russell. He just gets finer with age. He is the finest of wines absolute epitome of someone crushed those grapes with the utmost respect for the grape itself. Uh, yes it wasn't like andre the giant walking around on those grapes they no. were they were they were individually squeezed yes in between the thumb and the pointer finger and those were those crazy grapes that grow off the side of like a volcano yeah just yeah. the best kind once every 10 years they they very they rare very rare a nice aroma. To yes, that. I think those it's, grapes. It's been breathing. Yes, that cork has been popped and it's been breathing for a couple decades now. Do God you know? Bless him. Do you know how many how, how the legs are on that Kurt Russell vineyard? I don't know. There's so many legs. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> Just wonderful. I saw the movie Sideways. I think I know what wine is about. I have no clue what wine is about. I, I drink it. It goes down my mouth into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Sometimes the red pairs great with the white. I don't like red because I spill it on myself, and it's a bitch to get out. I like drinking a lot of red because it turns my lips blue. I, I feel like I'm like the cast from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't like my wine because you got to pour it in a goblet to be socially acceptable. And then I can't gesture with my hands the way I want to because <laughs> it just gets everywhere. Well, what you have to do is put it in. I get. I know that you got to put it in a can. Got to put it in a can. Got to put it in a can. Wine can't. in a can. Why are we not normalizing canned wine? It should be. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Yeah, guys, we are without Matt this week. Matt will be back. Uh, I think two weeks. Yeah, so no Matt this week, no Matt next week. But we, he we're going to be holding it down. Holding it down like like gravity. Like James Whoa. Brown. I hate that I said that. Uh, but Matt does have a comic book for us that we will get to later on. So he will kind of still be here. In spirit. S- spirit. Yes, a nice <laughs> Goku spirit bomb. Exactly. All right, so I guess uh, let's do what we always do and get into WandaVision, my friend. What did you think? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. This episode was great. How long and was that damn theme song at the end of the episode stuck in your head? Oh, my. It still is. Yeah, it's so catchy. It's so good. And there is something about her, man. I am into her. Oh, I've been into her since uh, Bad Mom's uh, Very Bad Christmas. Oh! Even since Step Brothers, I mean. Step Brothers, yeah. Yeah. Just just crawl in her vagina. (laughs) Anytime she feels a tickle, it's just... Anytime you see a woman just lift her leg and pee in a urinal... And then look back at you and say, stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> God bless She's her. She's such a great actress. It's She's been hilarious. Agatha all along. All the whole time. This whole time. Agnes has been Agatha Hargrave the whole time. And who'd have who'd funk it? I mean, we kind of 
And yeah, a lot we, of people. We, did yeah, think we it. all kind of knew that. But then they threw a curveball at us with the one episode where uh, Vision did his whole little head poke thing to her. I love how like they went back and they showed like all the little things and her. Oh my god! And like that was I, great. I, I even went back and yeah. rewatched and listened very carefully to the scene where Wanda's like she's talking and then you know somebody says something off screen and she's like you're not supposed to talk. If you like really listen, it's. It's the same actress, just with, like, she's disguising her voice in a deep voice. It's great. What? Yeah, it's great. No way. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to go back and check that out. I mean, uh, so good. So this episode, it was, I actually, I, I wasn't on last week, but I called it at home. I said they're going to do a Modern Family Office-style episode. Yeah, I mean, the opening was Office, Modern bam. Family, definitely, with... with with the, uh, the the interview type sitcom format, so really really cool. Um, it was nice to see the formation of Monica Rambo's like getting her superpowers. Getting her powers. So That's whether exciting. We'll, we'll see what moniker she goes by in the MCU. Um, you know, she, very. She said she's had two or three different handles as a superhero. So we'll see which one they go with. If they go with any, she just might. What were be. they? Uh, well, she was Captain Marvel. I, I knew that. She was Photon. And then there was one more. The the and it was kind of cool because like the one costume she wore, I believe, it was the photon costume. It was very white and black centric as far as color pattern. Okay. So when she took off some of the spacesuit that she was in, what she was wearing highly resembled her comic book cart uh costume. Oh. So her superhero costume, which All was right. pretty cool. And she is what I like to call dummy thick. <laughs> and I am into that. I just love the direction this show is going. I, I, I'm loving it so much, man. Yeah, I mean the whole go to the basement, like that whole scene was great. That was awesome. Um, what are your thoughts? Dread. What are your thoughts on that book that was down there? What that Necronomicon looking you thing? Think, I think it is the Necronomicon. You, yeah, I think it is. All right. I think we're gonna get Ash Williams crossover. Hey, what, hey, multiverse. Deadites everywhere. Deadites everywhere. Ninja Turtles are gonna pop up. It's the multiverse, <laughs> man. Shit, man. J- get Jason Voorhees in there. Who knows what's gonna happen next? So, um, did you did you stick around for the post mid credit stinger? Is that where Quicksilver popped up and did his whole? Yeah. Now, do you think you, Snoop you th- was gonna Snoop? Do you think he's in cahoots with Harkness? Do you think he's just being no. controlled like everybody else? I think he's controlled like everyone else. I don't think he's in cahoots. I don't think he's Mephisto. I think that's too obvious. Okay. Uh, I do you think don't... he's Quicksilver from the X Men universe? Yes, I do. You do? Yeah, I I do. I I don't. I I can't think of another reason why they would bring that actor in to play this part, other than just to do a little bit of fan service and to get us all. Talking at the water cooler like Jerry Seinfeld used to back in the nineties. No, I think there is I think there's more to it. I do think he is Quicksilver from the X Men universe. I think that the uh the big the big uh surprise, the big unveil thing at the end there, I know you guys were kind of banking on Reed Richards. I don't know who it's gonna I be. I think we're gonna get Professor X. You think so? Yeah, and I'm really curious as to who is going to play him. It's got to be Stuart. It's got to be Stuart in a lobster suit sitting in his bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that. There is is an old gif that that just popped up again, and it's where he he runs outside. He's like, you motherfuckers are going to kill my (laughs) lilies. Baka, baka, baka. (laughs) 
How can you not love Patrick Stewart? Oh God, I he love is him a so gem much. of a human being. Uh, he's he's great, and the fact that he can do anything. He's, yeah, he's he's, he's classically he's trained, classically but he doesn't take trained. himself too serious. He d- he's not above comedy Ooh. and stupid little things. Like I I feel like if you're listening to this show, chances are you're also a fan of the 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 show American Dad. Oh, the episode where he was like narrating. Oh. <laughs> He's so great. I am very confused (laughs) if this is to be a tragedy or a comedy. It's so good. It's so freaking good. He's just great. And I feel like the writers of that show write the craziest shit just to get him to say it. I I wouldn't doubt that. I find that show, that's like one of my favorite animated shows. I find that better than Family Guy. So much better than Family Guy. Better than Bob's Burgers. It's a great show. Great show. Yeah, the only show like that I would say like it's not better than is South Park. South Park, I still hold The Simpsons in very high regard. I know it's had its downhill slope, but you go watch those old episodes. They're still golden. Exactly. They are good. That's the thing, though. Simpsons haven't been good in 25 years. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to. I mean, (laughs) I I know fans that are hardcore and watch it all the time, and it's just just weird now. It's still going to be held in the top top animation cartoon show oh yeah those first eight seasons absolutely i don't even go beyond that first like 15 16 really yeah yeah in my opinion the treehouse episodes are great yeah but anyways back on uh back on wandavision here uh i'm still really confused about the uh what was that the the the, what stone was that the soul stone soul stone yeah i was gonna say mind stone uh yeah uh the soul stone i'm really confused how that's did he it. have it on when he was out of the hex? So, yeah, that's one thing you guys didn't mention last week. Because uh, I, I listened to the episode, and I wish you guys touched on it. Now I didn't notice it. When he walked through the hex and he was laying there, falling apart, whatever, he did have it on his head. It was glowing, and that was very confusing to me. And that's what is going on here. Okay. Uh, is that uh, – d- is it real? I, I, I don't know. This is weird. I thought when he was going to walk through the hex, I thought he was just going to drop dead. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. Turn out that wasn't the case. No. So I'm really interested as to how that's going to play out. And yeah. I know that's something they're not just going to comb, like, just like brush under the rug and be like, whoopsie daisy, the continuity, whatever. He he walked through. He still had the, the stone on his head. Yeah. It's something that will come up maybe next episode, maybe in the next couple. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, back on what we were talking about, Quicksilver, I don't think he's in cahoots with Agatha. You think he's just being controlled like everybody else? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think he has a little bit more free will because he kind of knows what's going on when he was like, mentioning that yeah know. like you know you can't kill your you can't kill your husband because he's already dead you can't double kill your husband he's he made that comment but how would the quicksilver from the x-men universe know that vision's been killed once before maybe maybe there's like a, a shared memory thing you know okay when you cross uh you cross over that multiverse i, I don't know maybe uh I mean, there's definitely holes there that yeah. need to be filled. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's what I think. What do you think? What do you think he is? I honestly have no idea. I, I mean, if I were to guess, I mean, I came out with, up with some outlandish theories last week about him being long shot with the whole Mojo verse. I thought that was cool. I, I think that would have been cool, I, but I, I, don't, I, no I, long, don't, I no longer think that that's a, a, a no, possibility. With, with Agatha now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I still don't think she's the big bad, though. I still think she's, like, the second in command. I think there's someone higher up than her that's controlling more controlling i think yeah. she's a hench she's she's a high level henchman 
I don't think Definitely. she's the the main antagonist of the show. Yeah. That's just me because I think they're I think they're honestly going to introduce the main antagonist to this show, and then that is going to carry over to the Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange movie. I think so too. So, um, uh, so do you think Doctor Strange will end up in the show? No, no, I don't think so. All right, I think something's going to happen, and then that's going to lead into the movie. Because um, I I feel like. You know, it's already, uh, you know, they've already said that they're going to have this mind-blowing cameo at the end. So, unless yeah. they use it as like, a, oh, everybody thinks it's Doctor Strange, and then it's someone even bigger than that. It's almost like a bait-and-switch. Like, we told you this was going to happen, and everybody's like, oh, it's just Doctor Strange. This, you know, it's kind of cool, and then, bam, you get a big reveal. But I now the other I thing- can't see him being in the show. Okay. I, I like, unless it is at the end. Yeah. Uh, but if they're comparing this cameo... To Luke. Appearance, whatever. To, to Luke. Luke. Yeah. Luke made me... Ju- now, that last episode of The Mandalorian made me jump out of my couch. I was in tears. I was I was absolute wreck. I, I Tears of joy. Yeah. I've watched that scene at least oh, six, six times now. So well now. done, yeah. And online, there's versions of it to Luke's theme. There's versions of it to uh, Queen having a good time. There's a <laughs> lot. I, I've, I've watched so many different versions of it. I'm having fun with it. I love it so much. I'm not shitting on the CGI that they used, anything like that. I'm just happy we got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think there will be a cameo or anything like that, of that nature what will make me jump up and cry. Uh, you got to also look at it from – you had that reaction because you grew up with Luke. You know what I mean? Like the cameo that might be going on in this for WandaVision might be like that huge – for a different age demographic, I, I like what. What would they do? Would they? Uh, I don't know. Would Tony, we'll find out. Tony show up? Maybe it's Hugh Jackman. Who knows? Well, that would be cool. Yeah, it could be something absolutely bonkers. Don't compare that to Luke. But you see what I'm saying? It, it yeah. would. It would like the the kids who grew up with the X Men movies. If Hugh Jackman walked through, they'd go nuts. Yeah, I, I also like. I, I I'd also go nuts. I would too. And I and I, I still say I want like a younger person to play Wolverine going forward but I mean Hugh Jackman is just an amazing talent I love Hugh Jackman we didn't get the Logan Deadpool movie that we all deserved Meh, you don't know we might still I would love that we might still maybe we'll get De- like you mentioned last week maybe Deadpool's the the big surprise we, yeah that would that'd be pretty cool I'll tell you this well. so I don't think it's gonna be Reed Richards I think it's too no soon I for think that. It is I think soon. that has Did- to be introduced separately somehow did, I, I, there's big rumors going around that uh, the 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 girl who played Mystique, the actress who played Mystique in the X Men movies, um, Natasha Hendrich, Nat- Natasha, Nat- no, Natasha, Nat- what, what, Mystique, yeah, from the what, <laughs> you talking about the, are you talking about the one from that those uh, Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Yeah, who are you, who's the talk like Natasha? I'm talking, talking about the old Mystique, that the was, one from uh, that was uh, Stamos, John Stamos. <laughs> yeah, it was right. John Stamos. It was John Stamos yeah. this whole time. So there's there's rumors going around that um, why Jennifer did Lawrence I th- is gonna. I don't know. Why did I think that? Let's the, just the forget about it and move on. <laughs> forget, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence has been rumored to be playing uh, Sue Storm in the new Fantastic Four movie. I don't think you know. Don't whatever. Give a shit yeah. about that. Well, it's too early to tell. Get, get Way too early to tell. To tell. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and the other thing, uh, just to, just today, just an hour or two ago, what? Uh, Tom Holland 
put up on his uh, Instagram page, Spider-Man Phone Home. And it looks legit. A lot of people are speculating that it's him just messing with people because he's, like, known to leak stuff. Yeah. So, what do you think about Spider-Man Phone Home? What the fuck are you talking about? That would be the title of the next Spider-Man movie. Then what is he in outer space? That's the thing. Phone home. Phone like, home. I can't take it. Ser- I think it's a joke. I can't take it serious. I, I, I'm not. I'm All not I'm thinking of is, that is, is, is ET. Yeah, exactly. And I cannot. I can't take ET serious anymore. Funny little anecdote. When I was in high school, I was in a mass media class, and we had to make movies. We had to make a trailer, and we had to make movies. Yeah. And a friend and I, the whole semester. We just did trailers with this E.T. stuffed animal that he had (laughs) where, like, the first one we did was just this, like, five-minute trailer of just E.T. breaking out of prison, and it was E.T. breaks out. What? And it was a whole trailer, like, I played a security guard. It was obviously, you know, we're in high school, so it was, like, super amateur, but it was just... E.T. breaking out of prison, you know, we put, like, little toy guns, and we were, like, making the sound effects, and we would clip it all together, and that was the trailer. It was five minutes, and then, like, we had to show the class a small movie and the movie was 30 seconds because it was just et and we showed him waking up and we showed him walking into the bed bathroom and we showed him looking into a mirror and we made a little pimple out of play-doh and we just ouch (laughs) and he popped the pimple and that was the movie (laughs) and the teacher was like what happened to the and it took him a second to realize you know et breaks out we bait and switch (laughs) and then we e. did it again. E.T. breaks out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you think you're going to a movie about E.T. breaking out of prison, and it's just, uh, the actual movie is him just, you know, having a real Pop, bad pimple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did it. We did it again where we put him in a leisure suit, and we did E.T. Saturday Night Fever, and we had some Bee Gees music going, and we pretended that he was dancing. Yeah. And then the movie was just, we showed him just with a towel on his head <laughs> with a calendar. <laughs> That's... <laughs> that had a Saturday circled, and then yeah. it was just him looking out the window, seeing the moon, the and fever? then he just goes, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> that was the movie. I want to uh, see this. I got to find those tapes somewhere. They're like on, remember like the camcorders that had the mini tape? Oh, the mini tape. So yeah. it's on a cassette that had the adapter to put the mini tape in the bigger tape somewhere uh, at my parents' yeah, house. I have I, to find it. See, I had Talk about th- retro here, people. I had one of those too, and it was in my. It was. It was. It was mine. It was my own. I bought it, whatever. And I had one of those moms that didn't really have any kind of boundaries. Where like, if I wasn't home, she would just like go through my drawers, like try to find drugs, stuff like that. That was what I was dealing with growing up. She well, found- stop doing so many damn drugs, Micah. Well, at the time, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was. She forced a- me to. Yeah, I, I know because I grew up with her. I uh, well. I had a camera like that that had one of those tapes on it. She took the camera and went to record something. I don't know. My little brother's play, something stupid like that, whatever. On the tape, uh, she wanted to see what was on it. It was actually me and my girlfriend having sex. Oh, man. You were recording stuff back then? Yeah, I was. Man. Yeah, it you was cool, way man. ahead of the curve. Yeah, but it... How be- disturbing for her to watch, though. It, how do you think I felt? I mean, I had my mom walk in on me once. Okay, like jerking off or actually? No, having sex. Really? Believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. And I tripped over my clothes to try to close the door, and I fell on my erect penis. <laughs> it hurt really bad. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's always to the left. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a, just, a, just a little bit to the left. Just a little. 
Right there. Uh, did you did you enjoy this? I know we we talked about it, but I'm gonna straight up ask you: Did you enjoy this Friday's episode of Wandavision? Yeah, I loved it. I I I, I tell you what, I couldn't. I was so distracted, so friggin' distracted. I I wake up early. I go to turn on Disney Plus before the kids wake up. Oh! And I scroll down and I go to, I go to click on Wandavision. Go, oh no! It's Muppet Show. All five seasons and it's glorious. I can't. Yeah. Well, I gotta watch Wandavision, but the whole time I'm watching, I'm just thinking that I should be lighting the lights. I should be playing the music. Man, it's I was so, blah, blah, blah. I was so happy to watch some of those episodes Dude, again. I, I watched the first two episodes. So so wholesome, so fun. It, it's it is it's wholesome, but it is so fucking witty. Yeah, it's and so it's good. So good. I and was so happy to watch. Like I have the first three seasons on DVD, which they did release. Yes, but they've never released season four and five due to copyright, copyright issues and stuff, and stuff like, like that. that. So this what? is the first time I've been able to watch season four and five in now, like forever. I understand there is an episode that there, there's like a couple mystery episodes that didn't make it. That has something to do with some kind of licensing issues. Okay. I'm uh, not sure which ones. I, I couldn't pick them out. I went through to see. They're in like season four. I think there's a couple episodes that are missing. It has nothing to do with the humor or anything like that. The way people think, uh, people think it like, oh, geez, cancel culture. We're canceling the Muppets. No. We have to put this disclaimer up, whatever. I don't mind and the disclaimer. I don't. If anything, I like it. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, totally if, like I, it. I, I mean, paraphrasing, but I believe it just says that, you know, we don't agree with the the uh, representation in this form of entertainment, it is a product of its time. Yeah, just let's, like tying an yeah. onion to your belt. And it's like, <laughs> and it's, I think it says something along the lines of let's use this form to like, to see things from the past and use it as a way yeah. to discuss why that's no longer acceptable, which I play a little game with myself when that pops up. I'm like, okay, what what's, are they talking about? Yeah, what is it? What what's, is what it? Is, there yeah, it is. The one was like a, a Chinese... Uh, gorilla, and I'm like, there's, there's, there it is, right Ugh. there. <laughs> is the Swedish chef considered? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the Swedes get upset by much. That's why they've been neutral for so long. No, they're very sexy people. They Guys, have no reason to be upset. Exactly. They're just, they're just, they're just having a good time. People. But yeah, I'm just so happy that all five seasons of the wonderful Muppet Show are there for our viewing pleasure. Yeah, I only got the the first couple episodes in. I'm gonna oh, watch yeah. more this weekend. I watched like some of like the Christopher Reeves episode. It's just really crazy to watch. I can't wait to get to that one. That one. That's I can't season wait to, I can't wait to get the to one that with Mark one. Hamill. Mark Hamill. I can't wait. Yeah. To, that's season two, right? No, that's four. Those are all four. Really? Yeah. Wait, Linda wait. Carter's season four. Uh, Kenny Rogers is season four. Oh, I can't wait to see coked up Kenny Rogers. No, on the Ken, Kenny's show. pretty tame on that show. Oh. Johnny Cash. He, I haven't watched that one yet. That's going to be gold. Johnny Cash is looking at the Muppet like, I don't trust this Muppet. There's a man <laughs> down there. Why don't you stand up and talk to me? I don't know. No, I'm not talking to your hand, boy. Stand up. Talk to me like a man to my face. Johnny, cut, cut. It's a Muppet. You have to talk to a Muppet. Well, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to this son of a bitch Fuck right here. <laughs> Would you fucking call me? <laughs> Oh, I walk, God, I love Johnny I Cash. walk hard. Oh, God, love him. God, love him. <laughs> um, so sticking with, uh, you know, the Disney properties, I guess we could say. Yeah. Um, I really like this rumored casting for Ezra Bridger. Oh, I didn't see this yet. So this is news to me. So did you see the, the live action Aladdin remake? With Will Smith as the genie. I'm aware of it. Oh, you're aware of it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it is what it is. It's one of those things. I know it is what it is. I just, 
Come on, Ian. Robin Williams. So the the actor who portrayed Aladdin in that movie, which he was very charismatic. He definitely held his own. He, you know, him and Will Smith had a good chemistry. Uh, he is reportedly being eyed to play uh, Ezra Bridger in the Ahsoka show. Uh, I'll probably butcher his name, but it's Minya. Uh, here's the last name. Masoud. Okay. So I, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, I'm not too Our familiar Paul. with any of his other uh, acting credits, but I thought he was very charismatic, and he held his own in the Aladdin live action. He was one of the... Him and I would say Will Smith were the two that definitely held that movie together as far as being enjoyable. How much time is between Rebels? Because Rebels was right before A New Hope. Yes. So I'm going to say there's a 10-year gap between Yeah, but he was, he was pretty young when he got you know teleported to the, the unknown regions. Plus, we don't know how time works in the unknown regions. No, we don't. So... But that guy that played as Aladdin, he could pass as, like, 20. I would like Ezra to be, like, 30 at this point. You could age him up a bit. I guess. I don't know. I think you should play Ezra myself. I mean, that's just... That's I don't funny. think I have the acting chops for that. Ah, that's not true. <laughs> You'd be fine. Razzle, razzle. I, I mean, I, I guess I'm okay with that. I mean, that's awesome that we are actually going to get Ezra in live action. That's sweet. Yeah, I agree. That'll be that. That'll be pretty cool. Um, and then uh, the same voice actor that works in American Dad as Jeff. Really? Yeah. Uh, Haley's husband. Yeah. yeah. Same voice actor. It was Ezra Bridger. Really? I yeah. did not know that. I was today years old when I learned that. Hey, there you go. Learn something new. Um, I guess switching switching gears to WB, um, they have cast a Supergirl. Oh, God. Let me stop you right there. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm not wasn't there already a Supergirl? No, What's that was that on? was for the, the TV show. This is Supergirl for the movies. There's a movie. No, well, they're not making a Supergirl movie. They, they claim that they're going to introduce Supergirl in the Flash movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can tell you're you're jazzed. That's that's awesome. Um, is the Flash movie still happening? Apparently, it is still happening. Is what's his nuts still playing as as uh, the Flash? As we are, as of right now, yes, still. Really, even yes. though he choked a woman on camera. Ah, we don't know the backstory there. I think. T- <laughs> Will he choked a bitch? I what? <laughs> I saw the footage. Yeah, maybe, it's they, bad. maybe it was playful. Who it was knows? Bad. I, I don't, don't know. I don't like the guy anyway. But I don't still. know, man. Like, I, I, the way cancel he was, culture goes both ways. The way he was choking her, there's no way you could, uh, you could have an orgasm to that. I'd just be afraid to die. <laughs> Loosen your grip, boy. He had a firm grip. Yeah, firm grip's um, fine. <laughs> well, the actress is Sasha Kell. Um, I'm not familiar with with her previous acting. Uh, but apparently she's on Young and the Reckless, so she's done some daytime soap work. All right. Yep. <laughs> so she had to eat some peanut butter, huh? <laughs> just like and Con- then like just like Kanye West did. Okay, like I know you're like DC, whatever. It is what it is. But like for the last week, Snyder's been pumping that there's like this huge, like 
cameo in his cut of the Justice League that's going to blow people's minds. And everybody was speculating, oh, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? But it doesn't matter. But it's it's they they revealed it's Martian Manhunter. Like we've we've known Martian Manhunter was going to be in it. Yeah, well, for a while was, now. That was the big. That was the big payoff. Was Martian Manhunter is going to be in it? it did they show pictures of him yet? Or? They have shown concept images. Whether that's going to be how he looks, we will find out. Hey, will. Yeah. I hear that he uh, is going to be... He's green. Green. <laughs> He's green. Green with envy. Uh, how about those images of Jared Leto with the thorns on his head? I just saw that today. I thought I thought you would really like it. You didn't? This... God, I am going to watch this movie, but I, at like what cost? I, I, I don't know. The scenes with Jared Leto, just the pictures of him alone makes me want to put my head through a wall. Well, anything he does wants to you. You want to put your head through a wall. Yeah, anything like, he does. I could just you love him so much. I could just not watch the other movie season. I love Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, he's barely in that. He is, but the scene he's in, I got up and I took a dump. My you wife, left, you didn't even give it a chance. My wife was like, "You want me to pause it?" I said, "Nope." Just let me know when he's done. I'm surprised you just didn't shit in your pants and throw it at the television screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I need my TV clean. <laughs> Not cleaning that up. <laughs> um, and then uh, sticking with WB, I saw um, Mecha Godzilla is pretty much all but confirmed for Kong versus Godzilla. Why would they do that? Uh, Why would they do that? Then we know we like know for a I fact think people that that's, kind of figured it out. Yes, we did. But the like, the the layman and the people that like don't. I, I don't know. I was at the Wendy's drive-thru uh, about a month ago, uh, and this is late. This is after this show, actually. I went through the drive-thru, uh, which we're done recording around 10.30, so I think it was like 11 o'clock I went through, and the guy was just like, yo, you see that Godzilla Kong trailer? And I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, who's going to win? And I'm like, well, they're not going to actually fight each other. They're going to team up for a common enemy. And he's like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's not actually Godzilla. That's Mecha Godzilla in a suit. And he turned around. He's like, yo, get over here, motherfuckers. This guy knows his shit. And, like, I had, like, everyone from the Wendy's window, like, huddled around. And I explained that that was Mecha Godzilla and that it's going to be, like, Batman v Superman where they're going to fight a little bit and then team up to fight a common enemy, which is going to be uh, King Ghidorah. Well, uh, well, this is the interesting. Uh, so it was saying he's haunting. He's haunting the movie? Well, no. So a three-headed you, you fuck? You remember, uh, I don't know if you remember, but the last Godzilla movie ended with, they had like, it ended with Ghadira's head. Like they had Ghadira's head. Like one of his three heads. They yeah. had one of his severed heads. So yeah. apparently they used the skull from that to construct around this Mecha Godzilla. So it's like, uh, yeah. All right. So. <sighs> Because it, it, it says that the Ghadira skull will be tied to or directly connected to the Mechagodzilla of it all as the massive neon-lit wires sprawled out from the skull like tendrils illuminating the control room inside of it and reflecting black floor beneath it. So, what has MCU done to cinema? Dude, they are Don't making, blame MCU. They, I, they, they I'm did not, this, the, no. the Universal Monster movies. How how dare you forget the gem of Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein? I apologize. That's actually a fantastic movie. Uh, but I'm saying now in in recent culture, like our our time, our this culture that we're in right now, 
it seems like all these franchises are trying to take that MCU route. It's because so, it's Prince money. It totally does. Star Wars is doing it now. Yeah. Um, because which I like. Not only are are people like you, you're investing in a franchise. It's almost like, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. Like, uh, Walking Dead. Are you off the bandwagon? I've been on for the past six years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are. But a lot of people also have, like, invested time guilt. Like, I've already invested all this time. I'm going to see how it ends. Yeah. So even if the product dips in quality, people feel obligated to watch it because they've already invested so much time in it. So even, like, like the MCU. Yeah, it's great. But there's been a few dips. But people still went to go see or feel like they have to see those movies just to connect the dots for the greater because there is always theme. going to be something in there that ties everything together. Exactly. And you have to see it. So not only you're like building a loyal fan base, plus like people are like, oh, I got I, I don't want to see Ant-Man and Wasp, but I, I feel like I need to, so it makes sense when I see Endgame. Yeah. Like you're 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 tying in loyal fans as well as people that feel like they need to see everything just to connect the dots. So I don't yeah. blame them. I guess that's like, you know, how the people were with Twilight. I guess you just got to be a completist. Um, but it's... <sighs> All right, so... Oh, what was I getting at with this? There was something else. Okay, Todd McFarlane is actually lobbying for this, too, because Todd McFarlane has been trying to get that R-rated Spawn movie out for years now. Okay. To where it was going to be like, Jamie Foxx was going to play as Spawn. Jamie yeah. Foxx eventually was just like, dude, it's been years. Yeah, it's taking forever. Stop being a dick so and... He, yeah, let's get this thing done. He he like backed out. Michael J. White was in an interview recently where he was talking about like how crazy Todd McFarlane is and that no one is gonna give him money because his ideas are just so fucking bonkers. Yeah. Um and they are. They're they're not good bonkers. Like if you actually like read Spawn and like went through all the material, there is some good stuff, but there is just this good stuff is few and far between. Yeah. And it's just so much bullshit. Yeah. So right now, Todd McFarlane, it, he doesn't have like a green light for this movie. He's begging Jason Blum for millions of dollars. Uh, he's begging the fans for millions of dollars, trying to get Spawn off the ground to get this movie going, to get the R-rated Spawn that he's always envisioned for the past 25 years. Um, going on 30 years now. Uh, but... Now, now Todd McFarlane is saying that he is going to, once the Spawn movie starts, he is going to turn it into a Spawn-verse, where he's going to have, like, Violator is going to get his own movie, and all those other little, like, characters. Well, they even just the, tried... The, the two cops. Yeah. Uh, do, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know they're... You're aware yes, of them. I yeah, am aware I, of them. I, I don't the know them. Off the top of my right head, I, for, I forgot their names, and forgive me, uh, I... Uh, you uh, son of a bitch. Yeah, but like he's like they're gonna get their own movie. Uh, I, like it's just so weird. And then there's he's like we're gonna have prequels, and he has this whole Spawn universe planned out. And it's like, dude, chill. Um, walk before you run. Like they just tried to do that with Dynamite, like Dynamite Comics with the blood uh, Bloodshot movie. Bloodshot tried yeah, doing it. They tried doing that. And I know like Universal Monsters. I uh, I they tried doing yeah, that with too the, with, uh, with the with mummy. Their, with the mummy, 
the they had like came out. Jekyll they, and Hyde lined up. They had Depp lined up to play Invisible Man. Yes. They had Angelina Jolie lined up to play Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, yes. They had all this stuff lined up. They even took like a cast shot of like everybody together. Like yep. the Dark Universe. Here it comes. And then Mummy bombed. And like, well, that's a not mummy gonna work. Mummy bombed so hard. Not only did it bomb box office wise, but that movie sucked. I, I, I didn't even give it a chance. I didn't even it was watch it be- at all because it was the start of like I'm like okay, this is the start of the Universal monsters. I have to get into it because yeah. of what I'm into. I love horror. Horror yeah. is my life. Uh, the movie was god awful. I don't know why they went with Tom Cruise. I don't know why they went the route what they did. Uh, I don't know why Russell Crowe was going to be the like the Jekyll and Hyde. He was Jekyll and Hyde, right? Yes, Russell Crowe was supposed to be like the, the Nick, San- yeah, the he Nick was supposed Fury. to be the yeah the, uh, the, the Nick the, Fury the guy that holds the, everything together. Yeah, so when that fell through, they came out with the Invisible Man that came out last year. I heard that was great. I also have yet to see that, but I've heard it's amazing. That did very well, and it, the critics agree that that was a very good movie. So they're going forward with that now, where the Universal Monsters is actually going to get that shared universe. But now. it's going to be present day. It's going to be present present day which just really chaps my ass and they're going with a sci-fi the next thing uh that's going to tie into invisible man is dracula and they're going to make it uh here in america where it's not going to be like in europe whatever it's not going to be in uh uh, the late 1800s it's going to be now and it's supposed to have a sci-fi twist to it um, so they're they're making it modern day, and they are going to expand with that Universal Monsters universe, and it all comes down to the success of the MCU. Everything boils down to that now, where you have all these franchises. Yeah, but the, the that, thing is that MCU like stumbled on it. It's not like they they planned on it to blow up the way it did. But all these other studios are planning on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. But. And that's I, I don't think anything else is really going to work other than Star Wars when it comes to these big universes with multiple movies. And they've, they've and even been hit or miss. I mean, we let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. The Mandalorian's really been the only thing. I thought Rogue One was decent, but Mandal- Rogue One was great. Ah, yeah. Dude, Rogue One was great. I will. I, I like it. I, I will leg wrestle you two out of three right now. <laughs> We will hook arms. We will lay down. One, two, three, boom. I will roll your ass. Leg wrestle? Leg wrestle. You don't even squat, bro. Dude, it's all about technique. <laughs> it's all about technique. I did, um, I did chest today. I, I did shoulders. I did shoulders. Okay, so let's end on a good thing with WB. Can we try to be positive? I don't think I can. Mortal Kombat. Oh! Ho, ho! Yes. Eat those words. How's that shit sandwich? You know what? <laughs> dip it in, dude. Some, dip it in some blue cheese. I'm oh, good to go. My this God, this looks so good. This yes, it is does. How now? This movie could suck. This movie could absolutely suck. But the fight scene that we got between Scorpion and Sub Zero in that trailer. Did you watch the Red Band trailer? Yes, absolutely. Oh, so Where good. Scorpion knocked blood out of him, froze it, and then stabbed him with it. Fan service. The that ice is, wall. The yep. Get over here. Yes. Yes. That's, the, the, like the, said, the scene this, where they show like Scorpion pre Ninja yeah. fighting people off, they like they're really leaning into the the clan feud between Sub Zero and Scorpion. They're doing it right. Yeah, it yeah. looks awesome. Shang Tsung looks amazing. Kano looks badass. Okay, acts badass. Let me stop you right there about Kano. The actor playing as Kano, yes. I felt could have done more push-ups. No, Kano. Kano's a, he's like a Russell Crowe. He's got fake beer muscles. This guy has none of that. That's okay. 
Ah. He's all he's all Australian sass. Yeah, he just looks like I don't want I don't want my Kano sashaying up to me being like, all right, crikey, fuck. No, that's no. the best. That's how Kano. That, that's it. That's Kano. That's the Kano I, I want. want. I want Kano to be like. Yeah, I was at the gym. I didn't do much, but I did a couple deadlifts and uh, I benched a little. I did, like, like that's like that's it. I just picture him being Johnny. No, Google. I loved, I loved Kano. Like, it nah. rips the guy's heart out and is beaten. Yeah, that's oh, great. That's but, awesome. Like, I don't know. I, 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 do, I, do, I, lo- I do love how like pushups. I love how Liu Kang looks legit. Like he's already established, ratings yeah. established, yeah. Kung Lao or. Uh, um, what's his name? The guy with the hat. Yeah, Kung Lao. Kung Lao. Kung Lao yeah. Honestly, out of all of them, I Melina think that... looks great. Yeah, like freaking, she's got those jagged teeth. Yeah, man. Like I know some people were like, "Oh, she's not a demon." Oh, like, let's God, yeah, shut she, the fuck. She's up. She's got the weird teeth. It looks great. Just be happy that this is Shang happening. Shang Sun looks great. Uh, the, the scene where Jax gets his arms frozen and that's how he loses his arms. That's badass, dude. That is. Oh, that is great. That looks so good. I can't wait until he realizes that he doesn't need those robot arms. No, he does in this one. No. <laughs> no he's going to fight he, people with stumps. He doesn't. No, no, because the robot arms were inside of him all along. All along. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna rip them off and just stump you to death. And I was I was pumped because, like, the one, like, I watched it so many times, and the one fight scene, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, Liu Kang looks great. I'm like, wait a second. Are those K-Bar knives? And I go back, I'm like, is he fucking fighting Cabal? And then, shit, yeah, Cabal's in it. That was Cabal? Yeah, it was Cabal. He's no way. fighting Cabal. I wonder if he's all fast and zippity-doo-dah. Who know? But, um, and then, I mean, obviously we have, a, like, our everyman character who's, like, our introduction to the Mortal Kombat universe, which is, uh, it, it, the character is played by Louis Tan. It's Cole Young. He's got, like, the tattoo. Now, a lot of people are speculating that he's... That's that MMA fighter, right? Yeah, that he's, yeah. he's going to not just be... You know this Cole Young character. He's going to be revealed that he's actually someone from the lore, and with them leaning into the Sub Zero Scorpion heritage in that storyline, I'm 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 gonna go out on a limb and I'm guessing that he is going to be from the lineage of Sub Zero. You think he's his brother? I think so because if you remember correctly, like Sub Zero was in the first game, and then yeah. in the third game it was like a good Sub Zero. The one without the mask. Yes. With the scar in his yes. face. Yeah, he was I also feel... in Annihilation. Yes. <laughs> I f- yes, he was. Yes. No, As no, no. Cyrax you killed... Smoke. Yeah. You killed... Noob Cybot. You killed the other Sub-Zero. That was my brother. He was bad. Me? No. I'm good. I'm good. Look at the scar on my face. Yeah. See? That's, That's how, how you know. I'm good. That's yeah. how you know. That's how you know. I don't got this mask hiding my face. Unless he's not. We're all evil when we go in public. We got masks hiding our faces. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, that that's I'm gonna go on a limb and I'm suggesting that's who he's going to turn out to be. Well, because Smoke did make an appearance in the trailer, but the one thing that I reptile didn't, too reptile. But they yes. went with like the the non ninja reptile, which I I'm, think is cool. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm I'm okay with that. Why have another ninja? Yeah. Um, but like, I'm super pumped about seeing Smoke. Goro, fuck that shot of Goro looked when he awesome. Comes jumping out of nowhere. Oh, that looks so good. Uh, who was the guy that Goro killed? His name was Art something, the black guy that was just like... Yeah, I don't know. Like where he was, was just like, finish him, yeah. and he just punched him? Yeah. No, he like hugged him, and he just kept punching him, and he was like... Glug, glug. He looked Time like, to die! Yeah, yeah he and looked like just... one of those those those, beat, those uh, punch boxing bags that you, uh, you had as a kid with the sand at the bottom. You punch you to come back, 
No, yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Art something. I forgot what his name yeah, was. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't recall. What a throwaway character. I don't. Yeah, he was just like he was just there to make Johnny Cage mad, so he would he would go after Goro instead of Shang. No, what really set Johnny Cage those off were those sunglasses. Five hundred dollars sunglasses. sunglasses, asshole. Yeah, punched him right in the nuts. Yeah, that's what he gets. <sighs> I still love the uh, the uh, the Muppet performances in that in that first Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, B- so Muppet good. Muppet Goro. Oh, so good. It was great. It was so good. Yeah, it'll be hard seeing CGI Goro, but. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Um, so do you have HBO, or are you going to see this in theaters? I'm waiting until uh, – I'm signing up for HBO Max, but I'm going to wait till it gets closer to the Snyder Justice League because okay. then it really starts rolling because you get that. Then Kong and Zilla comes out later in March. Like Snyder Cut comes out mid-March. Kong Zilla comes out end of March, and then Combat comes out beginning of April. I bought a six-month subscription because I wanted to get into the Watchmen show. I love I that show. I haven't gotten into it. Oh, yet. it's so good. I hear if you're I a fan hear, of the comic, I am. It's very, very good. It's so well done. I hear great things about it. It's amazing. Uh, but before that, I'm actually going through and rewatching Sex in the City. Oh, you're a real. I don't even know their names. <laughs> I'm more of a Samantha. Is that it, Samantha? Yeah, that was Kim Cattrall. Yeah, beats me. Are you like Mr. Big? Wasn't that a character? I don't know. Oh, he was big. I, then was, they called I, him Mr. I didn't Big. like Sex in the City. I was a bigger fan of Caroline in the City. What happened? <laughs> what happened for Sex in the City was, you guys got to realize I'm going to be 38 this year. Um, I remember, like, my mom was so into this. Oh show, wait, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh wow, my mom was so into this show. But when I would like, like, knock on her door and like go in, she would like turn it off real quick, and I'm like, what is she hiding? So then I got into watching Sex in the City. Just, and just then, a spider. Uh, I, well, not just the spider. I found out that like every episode, there was like full nudity, and it was great being like a being like thirteen, twelve years old watching Sex in the City. <laughs> See, I didn't know this. I just and thought then, it was a sassy gal show. Oh no, they're sassy gals. So I was watching for like the boobs and butts they would show. Like, yeah. uh, Carrie had a, a a neighbor that like they could look right in their window, and they would just always be fucking. That was like an ongoing gag. It was just like always sex in front ABF. of the window. Always be fucking. Always be fucking. Yeah, man. Uh, and so like I was watching that as a kid. Like, wow, this is great. There's a lot of boobs. Next thing you know, I start laughing. The next thing you know, I'm drawn into the characters. And then it became like my favorite show. <laughs> I'm man enough. You totally to fell for it. I you did. F- you hook, fell for the hook, early HBO sex scenes. Like every show on HBO, you notice like the first and second season, just gratuitous nudity and sex scenes. And then as the show progresses, they just... They're not even there anymore. Yeah, the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones, there yeah. was like no nudity. Yeah, like the first season, I'm like, ah, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of nudity in this. A lot of sex going on. A lot of wieners. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of uncomfortable scenes to watch if you're not ready for it. Last two seasons, there was none nothing, of that. Nothing. Nothing. No, it was just, just some zombies and hearts that were broken. God, what a bad show. Did uh, that's I I did hear a rumor that they want the king of. Uh, the Mother of Dragons to replace Amber Heard as Mera in Aquaman too. Well, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm against all cancel culture, so I know. But it's like, uh, uh, like Depp. I, I heard Depp has uh, kind of made amends with Disney, so he might be coming back to his role as Captain Jack, which I'm all about. So, yeah, man, I, I don't know why they would even want to cast someone else as Captain Jack if you're gonna. They do just another... were gonna. They weren't recasting the role. They were just moving on from it. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I heard a thing they were going to recast him. No, they were just going to move on from it. And uh, You could do Pirates of the Caribbean, just a different story, whatever. Yeah, they were, they were going to do, like, whatever. if you've ridden the ride, there's the, the, the Pirate Red, the girl with the, the red hair. She's kind of like a, a known character in the theme park oh, ride. Oh, Mara Jade. <laughs> That's what you're thinking of. Yeah, that Mara redhead, Jade, that Pirate Red? Okay. No, she got white from existence. That one did. But they were going to use that character. For now. Yeah. Yeah, Mara, be Mara Jade will pop up. She'll be back later. Yeah, and that Luke Skywalker show we're gonna yeah get with maybe. Sebastian Stan. We can dream. Yeah, we yeah. can dream. We can dream. We can dream. Are you a are you a loot crate guy? Do you buy loot crates? It's been a while. It has. Yeah, nothing yeah. has really tickled my fancy. Well, this should damn well tickle your fancy. Is it Predator? It is not. Mm. It's better though. Oh, I it's, don't know. It's it. better. Terminator. So. It was supposed to be released today for pre-order, but they they goofed and they did it yesterday. What's that? So they are doing. This is the second uh, Ninja Turtle NECA partnership loot crate box. Really? So they did a subscription last year where they did a movie one, a cartoon one, an arcade one, and a comic one. Nice. Uh, I missed out on the movie one, but then they bundled the other three together, and if you paid for all three up front, you got an extra figure with it. Uh, and these figures are going for ridiculous amounts of money. They actually even use that in their marketing to sell the the second loot crate. How much are? How much is the loot crate? Loot crates, they're fifty. Like so, I I, I just ordered the f- like for the three. It was like hundred and seventy bucks. Okay, I could sell one figure and recoup all of that. Oh my god, it's crazy. So is it is it all sold out? Uh, the second one just went up today. They are they claim that they're taking pre orders for a month or until supplies last. So if you want to do it, I would hop on the Loot Crate, uh, look, search the second TMNT one. So they are doing four. Which four. one is the second one? Uh, well, th- it's a second bundle. Oh. So you don't have to get all four. The first one that, that they have released is the movie one. Now, unlike the first time, they're actually telling you what figure you get in each crate. So it's not a surprise? Uh, I mean, everything else will be. You usually get like a shirt, a hat, a bag, some, some other stuff. But yeah. the figure... They're, they're letting you know what figures you get, whereas before they kind of gave you an outline, but they didn't tell you exactly what you were getting. It was You ha- kind of have to infer what you were getting. But for the movie one, you're going to get a figure I never thought I would get, a Danny Pennington. Remember Danny? Help me out, Will. First TMNT movie. Wait, wait, is that the kid that was a foot soldier but then turned face? Yep. Like, oh, what? Yeah, making a Danny Pennington figure comes with his normal head. Comes with a head with the foot bandana on, what? and he's wearing his Sid Vicious shirt. That's cool. Nothing like wearing a shirt of somebody that killed their girlfriend. It was the '90s, man. I think that movie was filmed in '89, but okay. It was released in '90. <laughs> it just showed his, his bad boy mentality. Yeah, bad dude there. So the second crate is going to be the arcade version, and I prefer Sid Justice. I prefer Psycho Sid. Uh, and the the figure for the arcade one is Armagon, which is a mutant shark, which he was only in. He wasn't even in, like, the arcade games. He was in, like, the Turtles Tournament Fighter for the Super NES. Oh. And that was, like, the only thing he was in. But he's, he's a fucking shark mutant. He's What's awesome. It? Yeah, like a street shark. Pretty much. I think he came out first. I think that's where they got the idea for street sharks. Really? I think so. Um, the crate three is going to be the comic book one, and that's where it, it's based on the Mirage, the original OG Turtle comics, and you're going to get a mutant shredder 
it's like Shredder with like claws, like a claw. There's a there's a comic arc where like they try to clone and mutate Shredder, and with they a, have like all yeah, these they, weird ones. That's where they splice his DNA with a lobster. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. lobster Shredder. Yes, so you get clink, lobster clink, Shredder. Clink. Rock lobster. <laughs> And then the cartoon one comes with Donatello the Dark Turtle. So there was an episode where there was like Donatello and he kind of like dressed up like Batman and he was fighting crime. So you're going to get that turtle, that turtle figure, which it looks pretty cool. Was this from the original animated series? Yes, yes. So the the cartoon one is the OG, like the 80, 87 cartoon series. Okay. But the good one. Yes. If you do order all four crates at a time, then you get a bonus cartoon figure of Scrag. Scrag was one of the like the the goons that would do like Shredder's bidding. He hung out with like Bebop and Rocksteady before they were mutated into the pig and the rhino. He was just one of the bros. Yeah. And he later later in the show he got mutated into like I think it was like a wombat or some kind of weird mutant. Nah, that sucks. So I think we're getting the fun. I think we're getting the human Scrag figure. But that that's cool. I already signed up. I got mine going. It, it was like it's like two two hundred and twenty bucks plus tax for all those. I just want the audience to know the confidence in Will's face when he said that. Oh he, yeah, his eyebrow cocked up. I'm like, damn right, I got it. Down, puffed his chest out. I got he it. Did a little head waddle like a fucking bobblehead. Hey, I was so happy. I didn't even know they were releasing it at all. I woke <laughs> up, I saw it. I'm like, and ordering. It was only uh, $200. Totally yeah. worth it. Totally worth it. Best Made a very ever. frugal purchase here. The wife is very proud of me. <laughs> you think I told the wife? <laughs> why? Yeah, why would you? No. Yeah. No, she's she's going to try to play with those action figures. No, they stay in the box. I, uh, I, I sold, uh, What's in I the sold box? some of them from the last one to pay for this one. So it's all good. Yeah. Right, man. Yeah, no, it's up. Hey, have you been to your comic book shop lately? My comic book shop? I went there the uh, last week for Last Ronin 2, which I will be sharing with you momentarily. Thank you for sharing uh, Ronin last week. That was great. Now you'll be all caught up. Apparently now I'm not. I'm going to have to go out and buy these issues because I have you. Exactly. You're yeah. welcome. Dude, thanks, man, because I, uh, I stopped at the comic book shop by me trying to get the uh, Ronin. And they were like, oh, no, no, we had the third release of Ronin, but it's sold out. And uh, but but don't worry, the second release of Ronin uh, for our uh, for Ronin two will be out in a couple weeks. I'm like, y- you're missing my point here, dude. I don't have the first one. Yeah. Like, I, I need I'll be the, lost. I need I'm not going to get the second one if I don't have the first one, you dick. Uh, so when you were at the comic book shop, did you question the gentleman what his thoughts were on Q? I uh I I forgot. Damn it! All right, next time you go there, don't forget. I'll I'll matters how much time I have because I want to be there for six hours. I want you to be there for six hours. <laughs> Take me there. We'll have to go one of these days. I'll do it. We'll have a guy's date. We'll have to go. He's I only he's o- he's only open in the evening. I would love that. Uh, do we have any more news, buddy? I'm set. I'm newsed out. Yeah. Okay, dude. That was awesome. Uh, I am uh, going to turn this over to Matt Johnson, who isn't here, but he is going to speak to us from beyond the grave. All right, Matt. I hope that he still has House of M, because last week's... Uh, he did two. 
Yeah. It should be three. Issue two was wait, just comes a filler. I'm pretty sure it's tree. Three? Tree. So wait, it goes Rocky. Mm-hmm. Rocky two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three. Rocky three. Yeah, Rocky right. three. Three's next. Mr. T. Let's call that. Yep. Got your face fixed up. We. Uh, all right, I Matt. I got two freaking watches. <laughs> Matt from Beyond the Grave, everyone. Take it away, Matt. All right, Will and Micah, thank you guys for the opportunity to read my book. I apologize to our listeners for me not being um, available for, you know, uh, for this. Work has been kicking my my ass, and I haven't been just not uh, the timing just does not work. So uh, let's read uh, let's read this week's book. We're going House of M issue number three. Continue on with the last couple weeks. Wolverine it opens up with Wolverine. Uh, it's kind of going through a bunch of flashbacks. Him in the Hulk, him and Captain America, him and like getting his bone claws, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and it ends up him just kind of coming to his conscious a little bit aboard a Shield helicarrier, talking to Mystique. Uh, they're going back and forth, and and Mystique is just referencing a bunch of different stuff. And Logan's like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, but Wolverine seems to be catching on, which is uh, what is what I. I definitely appreciate, uh, you know, something that's, you know, different. It's going to add some intrigue to the storyline. Anyways, Mystique says something that really throws off Wolverine. He decides to jump off the shield carrier, and he lands. And uh, he lands on some kind of rooftop, and he goes, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And then you see a a, a, a cover, the House of Magnus, uh, with, uh, <laughs> with Magneto on the cover, just looking. It's very... Uh, Trying to think of a magazine to kind of compare it to, but it's called Pulse Weekend Extra. They're going through, they're talking about all this big new stuff, and uh, still trying to figure out what the heck the House of M is. But uh, a bunch of different little superhero blurbs, this and that. Uh, Wolverine, he gets up, he recovers, he knocks the guy off his bike and steals it. He, uh, let's see, where does he head to? He heads to the old uh, the the X Men Mansion in Westchester County. And there's somebody living there that has no idea. He's like, oh, where's Charles Xavier? And this guy goes, who? And has no clue who uh, Charles Xavier is. And Wolverine is like, oh, how long have you lived here? This guy's like, 15 years. Please leave my family alone. So Wolverine leaves. Uh, he goes to a couple other places. He's really trying to find, you know, find Charles Xavier because obviously Charles knows the answer to what's going on. And... Uh, he makes a couple phone calls, and nobody, even this operator, has no idea who the heck Charles Xavier is. He doesn't live in Westchester County. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty baffling, but obviously uh, they know a little something. Uh, or Scarlet Witch is obviously trying to prevent Wolverine figure this out, kind of making Charles Xavier disappear, at least in this reality. Uh, he goes to Stark Tower looking for Tony Stark, and the, the person at the front office says, yeah, he doesn't even live in the city. Uh, he, he just owns the building and... Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Eventually, he's cornered by a couple Shield agents. Looks like Rogue, Nightcrawler, Mystique. Uh, they're trying to pin him. You know, trying to pin him down, uh, get him under control. Because again, he's aware that something is is not right. Uh, he's he jumps out of the building. He's getting chased by Nightcrawler and a couple other ones. He he fights him off. Uh, Cloak actually saves him, which is really cool. Cloak, uh, for those who don't know, Cloak and Dagger. Cloak pulls him out and uh, in the middle of the road and, and helps him escape, and he bo- pulls him to this underground bunker where there's a couple other heroes, and uh, Luke Cage, Hawkeye, and uh, 
they're aware that something's amiss as well. And at least that's what it, it, it seems like. And Wolverine is, uh, they keep telling him, hey, you can stay here, but you got to take that tracker out of your neck. And uh, it, it, the book closes with Hawkeye, uh, with Cloak behind Hawkeye, and Hawkeye pointing an arrow right at Logan's face saying, hey, do it, or uh, or we got to put you out of your misery. So, uh, so there seems to be, at least from what I'm understanding from reading book number three, uh, there seems to be a little, uh, just a little moment in, or just a little faction of people that are kind of coming to aware, but uh, definitely, definitely getting the, the in appreciating the WandaVision vibes with that. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of this. Wow. Episode. Wasn't that something? <laughs> what a doozy. Whoa. God, man. I felt like I was there. I really enjoyed that comic book reading. That <laughs> was great. I thought it was just fantastic. I what am... did you think of that comic book reading, Michael? Well, I thought he did a great job portraying the character as the guy in the comic book. And I also thought, like, I, like, I thought I was there, especially when he he portrayed the voice of strong female lead. I just, I, I really felt it. I really felt it. Great work, Matt. <laughs> Wonderful job. Wonderful great job. job. Uh, all right, man. Uh, I guess I'll go next. If you, by all means, if you'd like to. I would love to. Go right ahead. Maybe I will. All right. Uh, Evan Dorkin. Doikin? Doikin. He had a little bit of free time on his hands back in the 90s, and he came up with these really pissed off dairy products by the name of Milk and Cheese. You see, now I can relate, but on the opposite end of the spectrum. See, I got the lactose intolerance, Ah. so these dairy products, they really piss me off. Out of your butt. They make me shit, is what yeah. I'm saying, and not in a good way. Very intolerant of the lactose. Uh, milk and cheese, dairy products gone bad. Now, I stopped at the local comic book shop by me, uh, and I'm just looking around, looking around. I'm asking questions about Ronin and stuff like that, and it dawned on me, uh, I'd say a couple months ago, I brought up milk and cheese on this show. I don't recall. Uh, it does remind me of Food Fighters for any toy fans that recall the fighters of food. Yeah, kind of. Uh, but they're much more pissed off. Uh, the stories in this book are pretty short. There's, I think, about uh, 200, th- uh, there's about 300 pages in here uh, of just all these stories, and they don't make any freaking sense. This this isn't meant to make sense. This is just fun. Uh, you have a really pissed off carton of milk and a really pissed off block of cheese. They live in New Jersey. And they just cause mischief and mayhem. Uh, Sometimes they go over to New York City. They cause a ruckus there. Sometimes they stick around in New Jersey. Sometimes they hit up Tromaville. There was another food force that fought in Jersey, if I recall. Oh, you're thinking of Meatwad, of the New Jersey Meatwads. Yes, yes, that's what it was. It was a teen. Meatwad of the New Jersey Meatwads? An aquatic teen uh, that, 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 that struck down hunger. They were a force against hunger. Now, they were a teen. Not a team. You're right. They were a team. Yeah, they were a team. So uh, some aquatic teens aquatic that teens. struck out against hunger. That's yeah. what it was. That's, that's the thing I meant to uh, say. Uh, but also, milk and cheese, believe it or not, came first. I believe it. All right. So <laughs> I picked a random book in here that came out in 1989. Good year. Fine year. 
Did you know that Batman came out that year? Uh, so did Lethal Weapon 2, but more importantly, UHF. Thank you. That went up against Rambo 3 and still held its own. Yeah. All right. Milk and cheese. Here we have uh, a very pissed off carton of milk, a very pissed off block of cheese. Uh, milk says, so many morons. Cheese says, so little time. Now, let me – it's so hard to describe these guys. I think the best way to do it is is to Google milk and cheese themselves just so you can see what I'm talking about here. Uh, the faces are extremely realistic on the cheese and on the milk. They're going to get so many pictures of just glasses of milks and blocks of cheese. That's why you have to type in milk and cheese dairy products gone bad by Evan Dorkin. All right, yeah, full full description. Yeah, they are oftentimes drunk. They are oftentimes high on ketamine. Uh, they're not really big on cocaine, but they do drink a lot. Uh, so we have Milk and Cheese playing a game of tag in Trump Plaza. And you hear, Ah, oh, gangway! I'm being chased by Charles Nelson Riley. Stand back, Earthlings. Nothing can stay. Nothing, <laughs> nothing can stay. My hand. Huff, 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 huff. Uh, and they're chasing each other. And Milk is, Milk is trying to get away. No, no, stay away. Ah! And Cheese tags him. Tag, you're Orson Bean. Damn, damn you. I don't even know who Orson Bean is. You're cheating. Am not. He's on game shows. Does voiceovers. And then Milk hits him back. Poke. Ha <laughs> ha. Tag, now you're Nipsey Russell. Yeah. No, not him. Not the poet LaRoute. Do you know who Nipsey Russell is? Not a clue. No. Right. So Milk and Cheese are just playing tag in Trump Plaza. And the game of tag that they're playing is uh, shitty celebrities with no talent. Oh, okay. So that's one. Yeah. Okay. So these these references are a bit dated. But if you could get past that and appreciate. What? It was 1989. 1989. <laughs> you hear Y2K? Ain't having it in 1989. Oh, we got 11 years. Plenty of time to get the computer straight. <laughs> Let's see. Then we have uh, Milk is running from Cheese. Help, it's him. The match game's poet, Lorette. Uh, and uh, Cheese is running, singing the the the, uh, the song from the show. Uh, to catch the milk, I'd better hustle. Because I hate being old Nipsey Russell. Uh, and you see signs everywhere for Trump Trump Tower, Trump this, Trump that. Uh, then you see, uh, which I believe is a high-class hooker. Ah, that, that. That, that thing stole my purse. And Milk is screaming, shut up, lady. Can't you see I'm on the lamb? And uh, Milk is screaming, hey, Nipsey, what rhymes with mop? And the cheese is going, top, sop, hop, ah, cop. And Milk replies, yeah, that's the one. And we got the New York City Police Department there. And the, the cops go, okay, what's going on here? What's uh what's going on with these two here, uh Frank? And we got Frank, this other cop. Yep. Okay, guys, who are you? And you hear, I'm Milk, and I'm Nipsey Russell. Uh, Milk exclaims, "Is there anything the matter, officer?" And Cheese replies with, "Uh, we were only playing no talent celebrity tag." Uh, and the cop goes, "Well, listen here, we've got complaints that you've been running around Trump Plaza, breaking things, stealing, shouting, vandalizing." And Milk jumps in, pish posh, my good man. Uh, and the cop just is just like, eh? And Cheese replies, he means bullshit. Uh, a cop goes, bull? Nah, 
well, what do you call this? And he points to a wall that is covered in graffiti, and it says, Donald Trump is a stinky butt. And it's a stick figure of Donald Trump uh, with X's for eyes holding uh, a bunch of dollar bills. And it's, uh, it's bubbles coming out of Donald Trump's head saying, gosh, I sure do heart money. Uh, cheese explains, what? Never heard of cheese doodles? <laughs> Get it? Cheese doodles because it was graffiti? Fuck you, Will. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I've always been a fan of Cheetos myself. Well, I'm more of a cheese puffs guy. But cheese doodles were a thing, especially in 89. Did they doodle? They were could. they strudel? No, they weren't strudel. Mm. Can make a good cheese strudel, though. Interesting. Turn that cheese strudel into a stew. So I just, I'm sorry, I had to look up uh, Nipsey. <laughs> Did you? I had to. I had to know this man's Nipsey, what he looked at. Nipsey Russell. What does Nipsey Russell look like? Uh, Nipsey Russell is a fine-looking gentleman, and he was the Tin Man in The Wiz. What? He played the Tin Man in The Wiz. That's awesome. Was there anything else he did? Uh, not that I recall. <laughs> Just a lot of Dean Martin shows. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Dean Martin. Uh, Do they I'll bring look- him up, too? They bring him up in other issues, but they also bring up Merv Griffin. Merv, Merv Griffin. Gr- I'll, Merv, get to, I'll get yeah, to that Merv, in a second. Merv Griffin? I know Merv Griffin. All right. Personally. Uh, so back on this, uh, after we get the cheese doodles pun, uh, Milk exclaims, I call it art. Nice work, cheese. And we get back to the cough, say, cuff him. Uh, you have the right to remain silent. Hey, you telling me to shut up? And Milk explains, it's a police say it. They're oppressing his right to free speech. Big Brother Pig here disdains his First Amendment rights. What is next? The rubber hose of treatment? Burning Nipsey Russell's poetry? Midget wrestling? Jesus crying with his hands over his face. I weep for democracy lost. I must hide my eyes. And the cop explains to the other one, Frank, give them their rights already. No! Let's give you ours! Viva la revolution! What's next? Do we make Molotovs? Do we burn the flag? Go underground? Go underground? Go on Oprah? No, nothing. And Cheese explains, darn, there's nowhere in the entire city. Darn, nowhere in the entire city can we find a book on starting revolutions. And Milk explains, well, just have to wing it. Uh, and then we have on with the revolution and we have a whole milk and cheese revolution here uh stink bombs and fao schwartz stirring up trouble in topkins square park uh they're holding signs that says screw the fascists uh a sign that says free beer with riot non-violent protest meanwhile they're shooting arrows into crowd because for this uh for this this is actually non-violent for them uh and also we have subway traffic uh blocking subway traffic where milk and cheese, they push a man in front of a subway moving train. And milk exclaims, your heroic act will not be forgotten. And then we have demonstrations where milk explains this. And that, children, is how you clean and load a 38 caliber revolver. Any questions? Citizens arise. Harassing hair. Uh, uh, they're beating up monks in the head, uh, passing out flyers in Times Square. Uh, and Cheese uh, says, you know what? Actually, I've always done this. This isn't really part of my revolution. Uh, and then we get three hours later. Milk goes, Cheese, come on. Let's let the animals loose in the zoo. Cheese says, nah. Cheese, 
the revolution, the cause, the monkey cage. Uh, and Cheese goes, to be honest, Milk, old bean, I don't think the revolution is working. Milk says, really? Cheese, yeah. No one in New York is paying attention. They all have cable. Well, we'll just ha we only have one thing left to do. Tag, you're Larry Storch. <laughs> ah, I thought we aggrieved. No F troop. Now that is just a, let's see, one? Just shenanigans for the sake of shenanigans. That was, that was uh, one, two, three, four pages of absolute bonkerness. This is how milk and cheese are. They're about, uh, some, some of them are just a page long. Some of them are a few pages long. They're a lot of fun. Eventually, they get color. I think some point in the 90s, uh, they turn color. But oh, I thought also, they bladed. Ah, get a little color, brother. Uh, it, it's, it's very good. The dialogue is great. Um, I love Milk and Cheese so much. I love their faces. I'm really hoping that Milk and Cheese comes back. I know there hasn't really been an issue since, like, 1997. Um, if you don't know what Milk and Cheese is, go out and get the book. I think there's only just one book. It's Dark Horse, uh, Milk and Cheese, Dairy Products Going Bad. It's about 300 pages. There's also another one in there that's two pages long of Milk and Cheese straight up destroying a town in uh, New Jersey. And they're screaming, Merv Griffin! Merv Griffin! And they throw Molotov's cocktails in a car. Car explodes. Merv Griffin! I think Cheese kicks like a little kid in the face. Merv Griffin! Uh, milk punts uh, uh, a girl in their chooch, screaming murder. And the whole time, they're just going, Merv Griffin! At the top of their lungs. And it makes no sense, and it's just absolute bonkers. Uh, some may say there's drugs behind this. I think Evan Dorkin uh, just went into a, a real deep, dark place and got a lot of shit that was on his chest out uh, in these dairy products. What did poor Merv Griffin do to that milk and cheese? You don't want to know, man. Foul shit. Very foul. Some foul shit. Some foul shit. So there you have it, guys. Milk and cheese. Definitely. I, I, I can't recommend this enough to you, especially if you have a dark, twisted sense of humor, which I do, you do. And I know Matt kind of kayfaves it a little bit, but Matt totally has a dark sense of humor. Sounds like it's a fun, interesting book. Dude, it's great. Never even heard of it until today. Milk and cheese. So, yeah, I was Very at the nice. comic book Very shop, nice. and I just happened to make a little small talk with the guy. Uh, remember milk and cheese? And he's like, we actually have one issue of milk and cheese, and it was this book, and I had to get my hands on it. I haven't read milk and cheese since, uh, oh, shit. I was working at, like, the phone company back in, like, 2004. Damn. Yeah, that was, that was the last time I actually read anything by milk and cheese, and I'm so happy that I finally own this. Good for you. It's Thanks, nice man. when you find those grails that can take you back to a different time. I also found uh, uh, the the Ninja Turtles and Batman shit. Oh, which one? The the cartoon crossover or the... It's called Issue 2. I, I don't think it's cartoon. Okay, yeah. The, the cartoon one I thought was really good, too. They did, uh, they did TMNT, Batman crossover 1, 2, and 3, and then they did um, the cartoon animated series and 2012 TMNT crossover, which was awesome. Okay. This one was issue two of the not cartoon one. Okay. And was, I was it the second I, series or the second issue? 
second series. Okay. I guess you don't need the first series. To no, know they're what's all going on. they're all kind yeah. of independent of one another. Exactly. So I was I was happy to get my hands on that, and I like supporting the local comic book shops yeah. here. So it is very good to do. Yeah. That. So I, I I just got these two things recently this week. Cool. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. I don't think milk and cheese translates well on the show, so I don't think I'll be reading this again. But no, I no, it's I, cool to just have something that's different. It's it's just awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. I like it. I like it. I like you. I well, thank you. So. For you, since you like me so much, and I like you so much, I'm going to read some Ninja Turtles Last Ronin, Volume 2, Number 2, came out last week, so so spoiler warning Yeah, if you haven't read Issue 2, because I'm doing it today. Or you could listen to this and... Or you could listen to last week, get Number 1, and then listen this week to get Number 2. All right, now I'm scooching up real close. I right got by my, the fire. Get you warm. Get your hands warm. I got my I got my blankie. You got your hot cocoa? I got my hot cocoa. I got marshmallows Not in too it. many. Come on. It's going to overfill. It's going to spill all over. It's going to be sticky. I like when you put the marshmallow in and it just absorbs everything it and does. you cut it with a knife. Yes. Just like Bart. Yes. So this is the last Ronin, Ronin part two, first to fall. Now, last issue, if you don't remember, it ended with... Last Ronin Turtle being revealed to be Michelangelo himself. So happy about that. Wakes up face to face with April O'Neil. So when you a said haggard old April yeah, O'Neil. Yeah, when you said haggard old April O'Neil, is she not like a gilf? Uh no, I, I, I would disagree. I I would not. Uh no. I'll give you a little shot here. This is what April's looking like right now. <sighs> So she, she, uh, she might be up your alley, and you'll see why in a second or two. She's got a big so butt. So says, bam, now we see April waking up from bed, and she appears to be in a cold sweat, and she's got tears running down the side of her face. And then we get a then, and we get a nice shot of the second time around antique shop that April used to live in. And we see her and Casey in their, in their apartment, and they have this beautiful turkey dinner waiting in there and they're casey casey's wondering he's like I, where are the guys i thought you told them 6 30 sharp it's not like them to be this late and april's telling oh just relax you know they're they're getting from they're getting it, it takes it takes a while to get here from the sewer lair you know you gotta go through all that shit literally and the piss and the rats and the all that good stuff so you know april's wondering about you know all this food is it gonna go cold and no oh, don't worry the guys will be here and then we get Casey Jones finally making an honest woman of April O'Neil. He's proposing to her, puts a ring on her finger. You know, he, he's just, they, they're going to be wedded in holy matrimony. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. No, nothing at all. Nothing yeah. Nothing bad will happen at all. Oh, damn it! The door breaks down when there's, oh, man. Raf- oh, Raphael, he's huffing and puffing. He just, oh, the turkey dinner. He just throws it all over the floor. Oh, son of a bitch. And then they look, what's going on? He raps like, clear a place, clear a place. It's Master Splinter. So we see Mikey and Don, and they're carrying Master Splinter. And Raps tell him, over here, bring him over here. And Splinter looks to be in really bad shape. There's blood everywhere. Oh, God. Donnie's telling April to get the med kit, everything you got. Then we go to the the present day. Present day. Okay. And we see April sitting up in bed, and uh, she's rubbing her head. And, well, what's... What's this over there? I see a an, uh, a prosthetic arm. Is it a prosthetic leg? Oh, weird. I wonder why that's there. Hmm. Then we go back to the, 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 the past tense, and we see Splinter just bleeding out, gushing on the table. April's telling him, oh, this is bad. This is so bad. And uh, 
she's telling Donnie, you got to help me. You got to, you got to apply pressure to the cut. And he goes, I don't even know where to start. You got in April's telling him to snap out of it. This is dangerous. We got to, we got to keep splinter together. Apparently on their way to this beautiful Thanksgiving dinner, uh, they were jumped by the foot clan out of nowhere in the sewers. Um, splinter was stabbed. Uh, and we, we kind of get a feeling that there was a there was a mutual truce amongst the Foot Clan, which at the end of the original run, there was a truce. Uh, Rokosaki had died. Karai came around, and the Turtles did form an alliance. Not an alliance, but a mutual, like, uh, a peace. You know, the Foot won't mess with Tomato. How did Rokosaki die? Uh, they behead him. Yes. Who did? Leonardo does. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Really? Way back, yeah, way back in the day. He actually Shredder dies in the first issue of the Mirage Turtle comics. Shredder's killed in the first issue. The very first issue, he's thrown off the roof just like in the movie. Yeah. He dies. No, I, I had that when I was a kid. Yeah. So he dies in the first issue and then they realize, oh shit, we need a we need a bad guy. Because that after that So they don't they, bring him back? They do bring him back, okay. but after a while they bring Shredder back and then we the he's they they have the mutated clones and all that shenanigans, and then finally the turtles go to fight him and they, they wind up cutting his head off. And then that was the end of the the shredder, and but then they still fight the Foot Clan through Karai yeah. and uh, and stuff like that. So, um, back to this. So uh, this is a cool little callback. We get uh, you know Raphael's obviously pissed off. He's one of so then Casey Jones. He's like, yeah, screw that. We're gonna kick the shit out of these guys. And then this is kind of cool because he is damn straight. It's body count time, and body count was a comic book that. Yeah, thanks. We'll we'll we'll, we'll just get that out. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, body count was body that? count was a comic with Casey Jones and Raphael. Wasn't body count also the band that Ice T was in? That could have been. Yeah, they I'm had not that, familiar they had that with that song called Cop Killer. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Raphael's like, yeah, the Foot Clan they made a they made a mistake tonight, and uh, you know Leonardo walks in. He's telling Raph to stand down. They got to tend to Master Splinter first and foremost, um, and then Casey goes, hey. Wait a second. Where's Raph? Leonardo goes, ah, damn it. And then it cuts back to the present time. We see April walk, rolling out of bed, and sure enough, she is a uh, an amputee. One of her hands is missing. What? And one of her legs is missing. Oh. So she's strapping on the arm attachment. She's strapping on the leg attachment. And then uh, she's just, you know, she she can't get to her leg. Sorry, she straps on her arm attachment. The leg's across the room, and she can't get to it. <sighs> she goes, hey, Casey, I need a little help here. And then we see where she's living, and it's kind of like, it looks like it's underground because you see like kind of like a subway sign uh, for the for the subway train. But then we see a nice, we see a hockey bag with a Casey Jones, like the Casey Jones hockey mask hanging off the hockey bag in the, in the one corner. Okay. And then uh, we see... Michelangelo lighting a match. Uh, he's sitting at a table around the the ghosts of the other three turtles, um, and uh, there's a little talk about you know be careful with the matches. Remember the last time you you uh, tried to light the stove, there was an explosion. Michelangelo's having a hard time lighting the the stove. He's trying to cook some tea. He's you know he, you could tell he's unhinged. He's just kind of yelling at the other turtle brothers that he sees and only he sees and. You can tell he's definitely mentally unhinged. He's just not right. Uh, and he's he's they're kind of giving him a hard time. It's like, oh, you couldn't even take out the foot. You failed. You couldn't even kill yourself. You failed. And he's saying, you know, I was trying to fight for our family, for our father, for our honor. 
and then he just he's he's making the tea, and this is kind of cool because he's literally making four cups of tea. Oh, and uh, you know it's 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 kind of heartwarming because um, you see him and he's, you know, he said we had so much stolen from us. No more will be stolen from us. I will finish what we started. What Master Splinter raises to do, the last Oroku, and you know, there's a shot of him, and I don't know if. He's just imagining it, but the other three glasses of tea are being raised to him, and it's a big cheers, and then we're going back to the past again. And we see Raphael hopping and hurtling over rooftops. Uh, This is a really cool callback. We see him down the subway, jumps over the subway tracks, and we see two guys riding the subway that are clearly Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. It's like if you if you know what they look like, it's them. It's them in, in, in comic book cartoon form. He's like, you see that? What? It looked like, never never mind, it, that'd be too crazy to see. Kevin Eastman married an absolute babe who is my favorite B-movie actress. Really? Well, yeah, Julie, Julie Strain. Good for him. Yeah. They seem like, all the interviews I've seen, they just seem like legit, genuine, awesome dudes. Yeah. So then uh, we, we see uh, Raphael, and he's, he's trying to hunt down the Foot Clan. Uh, we see him, you know, ninja stealth, take out a Foot Ninja. He's asking for Karai. Um... And then even Karai, she's we see her with all the other foot ninjas, and she's you know she says, "I gave you one simple command: kill the mutants." And now you have the utter gall to return here, nurse your own pathetic wounds, and wallow in your failure. This will not stand. We must finish what we started. The truce between the foot and Hamato clans has been broken. Blood has been spilled, and there is no turning back now. And then we see all these foot clan ninjas; they're all together. We see one, you know, he gets jerked to the back. We see another one; he gets pulled down. We see, you know, all these foot ninjas rapidly disappearing, and then we see Raphael just kicking the shit out of them all, stabbing, fists of fury, sighs going everywhere, blood spilling everywhere. Um, and we see Karai, and Karai's dressed up almost identical to, like, Elektra from the Marvel comics. She's got, like, the red guillon. Really? She's got the red bandana. She very got, Electra-like. She got size. Yeah. Um, I'm not seeing any yet, but we shall see. She'll pull him out of her ass eventually. So she's telling the foot destroy the beast. Raph says, bring it. He's slicing and dicing through all these foots. We get four nice little panels on a two-page sprawl of him just destroying foot foot ninjas, the elite foot, the regular foot. So him just going to town, raging Raphael. Um, then we get the same kind of idea, another two-page sprawl. We get four shots. Well, that's beautiful, yeah. man. I like the artwork in this. It's it's really really nice. nice. Uh, he's 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 bleeding. We see that he's got he's got arrows sticking out of the back of his shell. Um, this we, is Ralph. Raph. Yeah. <sighs> we got arrows sticking out of the back of his shell. Um, he's got his size going. We see Karai jumping down. Uh, her and Raphael they lock horns. She's got two katanas. Right away, she slices Raph right in the arm. Uh, and. He kicks her away, and as he kicks her away, we can see that he's the katana's like in his back, like underneath the shell. Oh, it's like stuck in there. And he kicks her off, and then they're still fighting back and forth, back and forth. Uh, they're by a pier, and they both fall into the water. They're both dragging down. Now, this I'm gonna be honestly give this a little bit. I was a little disappointed in the execution here. It's kind of hard to follow. Okay. Like they dive into the water and you see a shot of Raphael like hugging Karai. Like, like try, trying to like, keep like her drown under. her yeah. almost. Okay. And he's got his size and he's just hugging her. 
And we looked, and we can kind of see Karai grabbing. Do you, did you ever have the Raphael, the original toy? The plushie? No, like the the the, the action figure. The yeah. original. You, you remember that like triangle knife that he came with that you stuck in the back? Oh my god, dude! I forgot about that. So she, we see Karai like grabbing that weapon out of like a side satchel on what? Raphael's thigh. So she's grabbing that. And he's still hugging her, and we could tell she's, like, suffocating from air. And then she has it in her hand, and you see her, like, almost, like, punch him in the face with it. But it doesn't look like she connects. It looks like she just misses him. Wait, wait, wait. wait. How are they? So I, I'm picturing Raphael holding her. Like, he's bear-hugging her. Bear-hugging her. Is yes. They, are, they, are they face-to-face? Yes. Okay, I'm picturing Karai, like, back to Raphael. Oh, no, they're face-to-face, sorry. So they are face-to-face. So she's got this, and she, like, like, punches, but it looks like she misses his face. Like, it goes right by his face. She totally got his neck, didn't she? But No, because it's, like, at, sorry, it's at, like, eye level. Okay. It's, like, eye level for him. But then in the very next shot, we see them kind of coming up, because this whole time they're, like, going down in the water. So now they're coming up, and Raphael's got the sigh in her back, and then she's like, it just looks like she's uppercutting him underneath the jaw. Okay. But you don't see that transition of that triangle knife going by Raph's face and then going up into his jaw. Oh, no. So she basically just stabbed him right underneath the neck through under his chin. That's how Raphael died? That's how he dies. So we see oh. we see them face to face. We see them like split apart, and you could just tell like Raph, his mouth opens. You could see bubbles coming out of his mouth. We see Karai like floating up in the water. We see Raphael floating down in the water, and then we see a hand come down into the water to grab Karai. We see Raph's hand reaching up toward his side, which is floating above him in the water, and then we see a side just floating down in the water, and that we get a nice one page shot. Of the side just floating down in the water. So he so, got killed by Karai yes, in the water? In the water. <sighs> so then we cut back to present time. We see Michelangelo in the kitchen. April comes out. She's making him some coffee. Uh, she's got some caffeine pills that she takes all the time just to try to stay aw- alert and awake. At that age? At that age. So then uh, Mike's like... Um, he he's kind of concerned like oh is that your arm like what's what's going on with your arm and and you know we find out that uh she lost them in uh where was it where did oh, it Oh Will hey you're kind of stumped over there huh <laughs> Bazinga doo 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 So we find out that she she lost them in an explosion during a fight with the Foot Clan and the Hamato Clan uh, she offers to make him some eggs, so she's she's frying up some farm fresh eggs that she's very happy about. Uh, she lets him know food's hard to come by. They are living underground in the subway system. Um, Mike says he doesn't remember a whole lot. His his head's kind of fuzzy. Uh, and uh, then we see April, and she's Casey breakfast. And then we see Mike. What? What? Casey's still alive too? How is that? Yeah. And Casey is the girl from the first issue who The one that was with the gang. Yes. Her name is Casey. Okay. Is this April's daughter? This is Michelangelo. I'd like you to meet my daughter, Casey Marie Jones. Whoa. And she goes to shake Mike's hand. We kind of already met. You were a lot of uh you were a lot less conscious back then, a lot more bloody at the time. 
So she's like, this is kind of weird. I've been told about you my whole life. I've looked up to you. I've, I've studied ninjutsu. Um, so they sit down for breakfast. They're eating these delightful eggs. And then we get a cut scene. Uh, we're, we're back to the, the villain of the piece, the bastard grandson of Hamato or uh, Orokusaki. Uh, and he's practicing. He's a nice little fight scene with some of the Foot Clan. Um, he's trying to fight him off. He's getting a little cocky. He said, I told you to bring your A game. So one of the foot soldiers kind of thwaps him in the forearm with his, uh, with his sticks. And he says, that's an excellent straight strike. Almost masterful. Unfortunately for you, there can be only one master and he slices the guy's throat. Uh, the lesson has been ended. Clean up this mess. And then, uh, he's calling for his captain of the guard. They have a nice little talk about, you know, taking out the, Mutant to the last remaining mutant. We see him with a crow again. I guess crows are his thing. Um, crows are his crows thing. are his thing. Uh, so great aesthetic. Yeah, he's he's he's. This is kind of cool because then he's like you know kind of like Vader esque with Captain Piet from Star Wars. I don't he's know. Like, it kind of sounds like he's emo and goth and kind of lame with all like crows his thing. Like he'd be the type that's like. Did you know that a group of crows is called a murder? Dark, dark, dark. <laughs> He's definitely the goth kids from South Park. Yeah. When you say like bastard grandson yeah. of Shredder. Yeah. Why do they keep alluding the whole like a bastard part? Uh, they keep saying it. They really want you to remember that he's the bastard. <laughs> the bastard grandson. It's all bastard. It's so bastard here. So <laughs> What's it, what is his name again? Uh, I forgot his name. To be honest, with it's just you. the bastard. No, I mean it's it's uh, bastard. I mean it's definitely he's a he's a saki. Yeah, but uh, a saki snow. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Snoke. I think I think his name's Snoke. Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes. You are newly raised to the rank of captain because of the failure of your previous captain. Don't let that forget. Don't don't you forget that. And then we see like the the half eaten skull of his previous captain being murdered by a murder of crows pecking out his oh eyes and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then uh, we cut back to uh, April, Casey, and Mike in the sewer. They're, they're, they're finishing up breakfast. Um, and then we, uh, we crawl over. We get some bonding between Michelangelo and Casey, and she shows him the dojo, which we got a nice little weight training, and that's when she tells him, you know, uh, when you grow up in the middle of all this, it blows my mind to be standing here with you. I heard so many stories, and my mom showed me some old photos. You guys were practically like storybook heroes to me. I even trained and learned much of the martial arts as I could, on mostly on my own. I spent a lot of the time watching old training videos and, and lots of reading. So not classically trained, but independently trained. So, you know, she's showing him the dojo. Well, sometimes that works too, man. No, it's, it's all good. You know, you, got you, you do what you do. <laughs> so then we see that she did, in fact, take all the weapons uh, that Michelangelo had. So she's got the nunchuck, the bow staff, the psi. She's got Splinter Storybook. And she's got the katana that was that, that's broken in two that he was going to kill himself with. Uh, and that's when we find out that, you know, he asks, did you tell your mom? She says, no, I didn't. That's just kind of between us. Okay. Um, and then she asks, you know, where so have you a been? April doesn't know that Michelangelo was about to do the, no, uh, the no. samurai suicide exactly. thing. Okay. So she asks, you know, Mikey, where have you been all this time? And this is where we get a couple page sprawl of like animation and, and artwork that's just straight out of the original Mirage 
that black and white style. Black and white style. Yep. The artwork's very similar. And we just hear that, you know, Mikey, uh, he went away. Um, he was kind of meditating like a Shaolin monk. And that he realized he couldn't stay away from ever. You know, people found him. They thought he was a freak. They wanted to kill him. He fought back in self-defense. And then he realized, you know, he was going to come back to restore the order and the honor of his family. And he was he was masterless. He was a ronin. Um, and then, you know, that's that's pretty much the story. And we get a little bit more where she wants, Casey wants Michelangelo to uh, to train her a little bit more. Um, and Mikey just kind of laughing, and he's like, I'm just trying to decide if you're more like your dad or more like your mom. And then we cut to a shot of April, and she's off by a, a safe, a nice little deposited safe in the middle of their home. And she puts in the dial, she turns the dial, she opens the safe, and it ends with a shot of April O'Neil holding the head of the fugitoid. And it says, to be continued. Love it. And uh, the next issue advertisement is a shot of rubble with a katana sword stuck in it and Casey Jones masks hanging off of it, which it reminds me a lot of... uh, the cover of the Death of Superman, where you kind of had this stake with yeah, Superman's cape Superman's flowing cape. as a, almost like a, a flag. So it's very similar to that, except for the stake, it's the sword, and instead of Superman's cape, it's Casey Jones' mask. So in this universe right now, with the last Ronin, I've obviously we just got Raphael's death. I'm guessing Casey Jones isn't around. It it, it appears that it's just April. He's April's the only been, one. Yeah, I. Oh god! And it's is... alluded to in the book that Splinter did bleed out on the table. Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I was guessing. Uh, this is uh, really good, but depressing. Yeah, yeah. So they did. I mean, they sold yeah. this as the Dark Knight, like what the Dark, Dark, Knight, Dark Knight was Returns. to Batman. Yeah, this is what the Last Ronin is to the Ninja Turtles. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, dude. Great yeah. job with that. Thank you. So, you know, I really love it. I mean, especially growing up, reading all the turtle books. Just fantastic. So I'm really digging it. Can't wait for the third issue to come out. I believe it's a six-issue arc, so we still got some more to go. It's going to be wonderful. How many issues? I believe it's six, five or six. Okay, cool. I uh, So with the, the next issue, with the sword, Casey Jones' mask, do you think we're going to see how I think Leonardo... each issue? Yeah, I believe next issue we'll see how Leonardo went. I think the following one we'll see how Donatello went. Ugh. You see how each one. I think e- every issue is just going to be how each turtle fell. This is kind of rough, man. Yeah, it's a little emotional. It's a little yeah. emotional. And I could come to your emotional rescue. That's okay. You know, you got to do with a sweet disco Rolling Stones song. It's all good. You. you you dumbass. Now, I'm only calling you a dumbass for the effect of this comedy bit. I don't mean it. Don't take it personal. You know, my wife being a nurse, there's HIPAA. You know, there's HIPAA laws. You can't can't talk about people because of HIPAA. It's a violation of HIPAA. Now, this is a podcast, so I'm wondering, it would if I told people about this, would it be a HIPAA pod dumbass? I, I, I'm asking, is it a HIPAA pod <laughs> dumbass? I, uh, oh man, I don't have a response to that. That was really good. Uh, so earlier when I introduced you, I said sometimes you go a little Goldie Hun overboard with the puns. No, you can never go overboard with puns. No, you can't, but you know what you can do? What's that? 
You could say that. Now this is pod racing. No, this is podcasting. Oh, is that what it is? It's podcasting. I'm not racing. On... Did I ruin this? You totally ruined it. Oh, man, that is just... It's podcasting. It's pod... This is... Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, ready? Try it again. All right, all right. Now, Elle have what she's having. Welcome <laughs> 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 